Hello and welcome to the New to Canada podcast, the show that shares honest, real-life stories and insider info from internationals living in Canada. I am your host, Kate Johnson, and I made the big move from England to Canada in 2017 after falling in love with a Canadian. Join me as I chat with fellow newcomers and learn all about where they are from in the world, why they chose Canada as their new home, and the lessons they've learnt along the way. It's great to have you. This episode's guest is the wonderfully positive Eleni, who describes herself as a Zimbabwean Greek Cypriot and soon-to-be Canadian. She moved to Toronto in 2017 with her husband and then 11-year-old daughter. She shares with us her best advice for how to embrace the journey, cope with winter temperatures, and how to help your family adjust to the big move. Kate, we were there the first time, December. Oh, God. I was in Winnipeg with minus 30 with the wind chill. I didn't know what hit me. <laughs> um, and I even went to the zoo. I landed up going to see the zoo there because I wanted to see a polar bear. On a day when it was minus 20-something, we thought it was a good day. And we were the only people at the zoo besides (laughs) the zookeepers that feed the animals. And even the polar bear was closed up and didn't want to come out to see us. So, yeah, it was quite an experience winning thing. Cold, cold. In this episode, we learn about her adventurous life growing up in Zimbabwe, then living in Greece, London, South Africa and Saudi Arabia. She then shares how she felt isolated when she first arrived here and some ways that she has beat it to finally find happiness in Canada. Her addictive sunshine and positive outlook will give you the boost that you need. Let's start the show. Eleni, hello. Nice to be here, Kate. Thank you for having me. Yay, thanks so much for being here. I'm so excited to chat to you and hear all about your story. You've lived in so many countries and now you've been settling here in Canada with your husband and daughter for, what is it, the last three Three years? years. Three years, 2017, yeah. Wow, cool. How is your, how old is your daughter? She's 14, 14 years old. She's a teenager. So she was, quick maths, 12 when you moved to Canada? 11? Yes, 11, yeah. Wow, that is a tough age. That's kind of the age that I was when I moved to France. It's really kind of uprooting for that age, Um, I guess. Well, I guess she was used to moving around, though, and adjusting to different countries. This was the toughest move for her. Maybe being 11, 12 is not an easy age to move. Mm -hmm. Um, The first year and a bit was really, really tough. I, she's always been an optimistic child, a happy child, but that year just took its toll. And um, she kept asking us, why are we moving to Canada when we don't have anybody? We don't know right. anybody. Couldn't we have just stayed in Greece or Zimbabwe where we had friends mm. or we had family? Uh, but now I can say three years on, she's happy here. Mm-hmm. She's very happy. She's made a lot of friends, good friends. So she she's okay. Yeah. It's just so hard, isn't it, starting from scratch? And at that age, I guess it's difficult to explain the benefits. You know, she doesn't really care that Canada has got this and this going for it. It's like, well, my friends are in Greece. So it's hard for her to understand then. Yeah, so good to hear that she's, she's happier now. Exactly. And um, 
think at the end of the day, children are more adaptable. Mm -hmm. And because they've got the base being school. Right. It's kind of like an easy way to start. Um, And because Canada is a country where there are a lot of new newcomers that come to live here. So it is kind of like a bit easier for them to make friends with somebody who's in the same boat as them. Yeah, exactly. I think everyone panics and says, you know, oh, the kids are going to really struggle and they will. But then, yeah, you're so right. They have that they have that kind of shortcut, really, with school. They can meet people straight away. Whereas as adults, it's so much harder. Where where do we meet those connections? I guess at the school gates. (laughs) And not even that, because that doesn't really happen here. Um, I did think that would happen, that being at a school gate, you would meet parents. But everybody's rushing. They're rushing to pick up the kids. Um, I I get involved in this in school and the parent committees and that. So oh, okay, so there's like clubs and there's meetings and yeah. different things going on. You have to try to make the effort. Yes, and at this age, it's not easy to meet the parents of the friends and all that because the kids are more independent now. And they meet at the mall, at the parks. Yeah, so it's not like you can, you know, you have your play dates and then you go pick them up and then chat to the parents. So you found that to be very different. Yes, yes. Wow. We're in Zimbabwe at school there. We would like the coffee moms in the morning. We would drop the uh-huh. kids off and everybody would sit there and talk for half an hour, one hour. Yeah, I would love that. I would. I kind of assumed that it would be like that here. So that's interesting. Yeah, I was really looking forward to that. <laughs> It's a shame. Why don't they do that, I wonder? I guess they just have, you know, more and more mums are, you know, have to get to work and I don't know. They have other other events and things that they meet up with. Exactly. Yeah, it's a big city. Maybe in the smaller towns it would happen. I'm sure it does. Uh, but living in Toronto, everybody is rushing and they're busy and no time. Oh, well, so, yeah, you live in Toronto then. So are you guys in the heart of it, downtown? When we first arrived here, we spent a year in Toronto in a very tiny apartment. <laughs> We're coming from Zimbabwe and big houses and big gardens and even in Greece, our house is much bigger. But rents were very expensive. I got a bit yes. of a shock there. Um, but it was in a nice neighborhood and we thought, let's start there. I love being in the heart of Toronto. I love the hub and the vibe. Um, my husband's work was a lot further away, so there was a lot of time on the highway. So we decided to move closer to his work. Mm-hmm. So hence my daughter had to, after one year of being at that school, had oh, to no. move to another school. But uh, no, she's found her way now and she's fine and happy. I like the area where we're living in. It's open. Yeah, a little bit outside of the city. Outside, but not too far from Toronto. I love visiting Toronto and walking Toronto and just getting into that into that city vibe. Yes, I do as well. I'm like an hour and a half away, but I still love that. You know, I, I call it getting my um, my city fix because I'm really in the middle of nowhere out here. So, yeah, I drive an hour and a half in and I have, you know, a day in a city. Well, <laughs> pre-pandemic. But, yeah, I agree that that vibe that that city has and it's not crowded. It's it's just so there's so many different neighborhoods to check out. And yeah, but it's nice to then be able to go home and get away from the chaos and have a bit more space. Exactly. Toronto's yeah. just there's a lot of color in the city. There's a lot of a bit of everything. It's just a mixture of and it, it makes an exciting city. And I've never lived in such a huge city before. 
I mean, even in Greece, Athens, it's not that huge. We call it a village. (laughs) It's a big city, but not compared to Toronto, New York, London. Mm -hmm. So how did you go about kind of choosing a place in Toronto to live when you first got here? How did you kind of look at all the neighborhoods and make a decision? Well, my husband came before I did. Oh, he scoped it so out. So he came, he found a short-term rental for a couple of months, six months, I think it was, um, in an Airbnb. Mm-hmm. So he found something like that in the center of Toronto, somewhere where he could be close to everything, looking for a job and recruiters and that. After quite a lot of applications, and you have to send in a lot of applications and grow tough skin when it comes to that, uh, he finally did get a job. Not in the position where he was up there, but Uh you've got to start somewhere. Being in Canada, you need Canadian experience. And if you don't have the Canadian experience, you've got to start somewhere. Um, So he has and slowly getting himself up there. But, yeah, it takes time to find a job. Mm -hmm. So his job kind of helped the decision of of where you were going to live in Toronto, really. So it was... Yeah, and it was through a friend of a friend, actually, that we found out there was a small apartment, one nice neighborhood where apparently there was some good middle schools. And that's how we landed up there. But it was too small for us. And we're the kind of people that we want to have people in the house. And my daughter to have a yeah. friends in and out. Post. So, yeah. And for us, the same amount of rent we paid for that tiny place in Toronto, we're paying for our townhouse here where we are now. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You definitely you pay for the location in Toronto. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. But wow. at least I'm not too far for Toronto. And because now I'm working um, for a Greek uh, import company for food, I miss the food in Greece. So kind of like blends <laughs> and well. Perfect. They, they bring some great things from Greece, from cheese to olive oil. Um, I go out a lot to see customers and uh, restaurants and uh butcheries and Delhi so I'm on the road a lot so I'm always in and out of Toronto too and uh, yeah I love it. Wow you must be familiar with the downforce then the Greek food. I am I am yes. (laughs) I went to that festival it's so good the the downforce taste of the downforce yeah all the Greek food and all the restaurants come out with their pop-up oh amazing. I was there with the company uh, the last one when was it two years ago yeah, I was uh, yeah there at the Tesla Danforth, handing out food. <laughs> cool. What was the neighborhood, the first one that you landed in, that you said had good middle schools? Uh, Leeside. 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 It's in the York area, North York, East York. East York, I think. Great. Yeah, and it's not far from the Danforth either. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Cool. So, yeah, let's dive into where you're from, first of all, and then we can get into the story of, you've mentioned all the countries already, we'll get into it. (laughs) Um, But first, uh, yeah, you were born in Harare, Zimbabwe, in southern Africa, but your parents are Greek. (laughs) Greek and Cypriot. My dad came from Cyprus to Africa, and my mother's family's from Greece, an island, Kefalonia, and they moved, and she was born in Zimbabwe. Wow. Oh, so she was born there. So I was going to say, what brought them to Zimbabwe? My grandparents. My grandparents oh, had come okay. from Greece uh, down to Africa. I think my grandfather was kind of like heading to Australia, but landed up in Africa. So <laughs> there was some mix up there. But 
I'm glad because Africa is beautiful. Yeah. So you spent the majority of your life in Zimbabwe, growing up there, going to school. Um, so when you think about your native country, where you're from, where your roots are, do you think Zimbabwe naturally or does Greece and, and Cyprus come into your identity as well? I, When people ask me, I always say um, Zimbabwean, Greek separate. Um, Great, I, what a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> a beautiful mouthful. <laughs> and now I'm going to be adding Canada soon. I'm a resident, yes. yeah, but hopefully soon getting my citizenship. But I haven't lived in Cyprus. Um, I've been there many times on vacation. I have a lot of family in Cyprus. Um, but uh, Zimbabwe is the majority where I lived and Greece. Wow. And Greece is my other home. Uh, that's where... My husband and I, we have a home now. It's where you met, right? You met in Greece? We did. We met in yeah. Greece. I absolutely love Greece. Um, the sea is just beautiful. Um, the food is great and fresh. And uh, I know Greece has got a lot of financial instabilities, economical instabilities and everything the last few years. But people work, but they don't work to live or live to work, actually. They don't live to work. They yes. work to live there. So they find a lot of free t They find time for their friends often and for family. Family is very, very important in Greece. Um, nothing can be done without family. Um, you have a problem, you sit down over a meal, and you, just, you discuss your problems. Uh, it's a cheaper way than going to a psychologist. And uh, a family sticks together a lot. And mealtimes, sitting around a table and eating is very, very important. Yeah, it's like the central activity and, and something that I love countries like that, that I think it's a real European thing, isn't it? Where you gather yeah. around the table and it kind of brings everyone together. I have dreamt of Greece for, for so long. And um, I, as people who will know me, I'm obsessed with ABBA and I've watched Mamma Mia and it's just the most beautiful place I've ever seen. And that was filmed in Skopelos. Skopelos, correct. Oh, yeah. I need to go there. It's amazing. Yeah, so it's uh, the Mediterranean Sea is beautiful. It's a warm sea. Yeah, people tend to socialize a lot there. They take time drinking a cup of coffee. It's not, let's go for coffee and drink it quickly and leave. They yeah, can spend yeah. over an hour with the same cup of coffee. That uh -huh. is just the conversation and who you with them. Yeah, and the history too, like the Greek history. Yeah. And then you mentioned when you lived in Athens, so you've got the crumbling buildings and the stories around you. That's so great. The, yeah, uh, there's so much. Every corner that you turn, there's some history in Greece. Um, and the weather is good in Greece all year round. Uh, summer is great. Um, it's beautiful. You just spend, it's just the sea and the food and the calamari by the beach and the tavernas. And uh, yeah. So how old were you then? So you grew up in Zimbabwe. How old were you when you then moved to Greece? So when I moved permanent to Greece, I was about 29. Oh, wow. Okay. Awesome. Yes. So what made you move to Greece? You just wanted to explore your, your parents' roots and, and um, live there. Um, I, from young, I've always, I'm growing up in Zimbabwe. I had my parents, uh, although my mother spoke English as a first language, but my grandmother lived in our home as well, speaking Greek. So mm. we spoke Greek at home only. So, and my mother did that, my parents, because they knew I would go to an English speaking school. So they thought the English you will learn it. Let's hold on to the Greek, which is what they did. And um, 
I've always loved the whole Greek everything. I loved, always loved Greek music, the Greek food. Um, we used to go on vacations to Greece and Cyprus. And and then I reached to stay, and then I went to London. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have a friend that was living in London, and I thought after I finished studying, I thought, okay, I'm going to go and spend a time in London. I thought, uh, I have to go and see London. Everybody's talking about London. And in Zimbabwe in those days, everybody used to take a year off and start off in London because it was easier for us coming from Zimbabwe, as we used to be a British colony as well, and the language. So I went to London for a couple of months, and that was great. I froze. That was my first feeling of winter, really. In February, it was windy. Damp English winter. But I enjoyed London and the countryside. Yes. A lot, um, and I met some great fun people there. And um, then I headed back to Zimbabwe and went to South Africa. I kind of like always had itchy feet. I couldn't kind of like settle <laughs> anywhere at that stage. I was looking for something, but I don't know what. Mm-hmm. And I always say, you know, I don't know where I'm heading, but I cannot wait to get there. And that was always my saying since I was young. And then I went to Cape Town. Uh-huh. Well, South Africa was like another home for Zimbabweans because in Zimbabwe we used to have a lot of, uh, we had sanctions in Zimbabwe for many years. Um, so we used to travel South Africa a lot with convoys by car and we used to go shopping because there were just very few things you could find in Zimbabwe. So South Africa was an extension of Zimbabwe for us mm-hmm. living there. And uh, so I moved, I went to Cape Town for a while. And for me, that was just one of the most beautiful cities, kind of like had everything in one place, from the mountains to the sea. And uh, But deep down, I just always wanted to go back to my Greek roots. And I finally took the decision. Uh, I, I was back in Zimbabwe then working for a really good company, and I just and things were starting to crumble in Zimbabwe economically and politically, and I just lost my dad as well. Um, and my mother kind of like, you know, go for it. You know, if that's what you want, do it now. And I did. My sister was already living in Greece. She was in London for a few years, and then she moved to Greece yeah. uh, with a job. Uh, so I went and I worked on the islands in the beginning, Kefalonia, which is where my grandparents come from, and Ithaca, and I uh, met my husband and I just fell in love with Greece. Yeah, you just weren't afraid to just hop around and try out different countries. That's so inspiring. I don't think, you know, I, I could have done that at such a young age. I mean, I was in France and then I just, I, I had one experience of being uprooted and then I was like, no, I'm going to stick to England. And um, so for you to just say, no, I'm going to try this one, I'll try this one. That's really cool. Yeah, I think when you're younger, I don't know, very different to how I thought then to how I'm thinking now. Um, but living in Zimbabwe, it was a beautiful country. I had a wonderful uh, young life growing up there and schools and everything. Mm. But it was a small continent. It was a small country. It didn't offer a lot of opportunities in Zimbabwe. It was always – it's a huge part of me. But Yes, I was going to say, so tell us about Zimbabwe. What was it like growing up there? Um, it was peaceful. It's a very chilled lifestyle, Zimbabwe. It's a small country. The capital is a small city. 
Um, it doesn't take long to go from A to B. So it's a very social place. People used to just come and knock on your door. If you were home, you were home. Uh, there's a lot of history in Zimbabwe and a lot of bad choices that have happened from previously. And I'm not going to get into the history of all of Zimbabwe and the political situation. But it's a beautiful country. Um, it's a tropical country. So it's the opposite weather of Canada. So at the moment there, it's summer hot summers, it rains in summer, hence being a tropical, it's always green most of the time, unless we're having a draft there. Um, growing up, private schools. With lots of other international kids, I guess? Yeah, there were there was a Greek community, there were, there were communities, the Italian community, the, the Indian community, the Portuguese community and that. And we all grew up together. Um, we went to all the same schools there was no issues there. People are very friendly in Zimbabwe. The Zimbabweans are just very friendly people, and they have gone through so much. Yes. They're still going through so much. And poverty, there's so much poverty there. And, and the pub, there's no such thing as a public school that is free in Zimbabwe. There used to be. But uh, they have to pay, and many people cannot afford to pay for the kids to go to public school. They cannot afford to pay the 50 or $100 a year that it is. Mm. Um, and the kids have to walk for miles. Yeah, and there's a real water supply and, and sanitation crisis there too, even going on right now, right? I read that only a third of Harare residents have access to water at all. So like yes. two thirds of them don't have access and have to line up for hours, even overnight to, to wait their turn to collect water from boreholes and things. Yeah, correct. Yeah. And now, of course, with COVID-19, we're told to, to stop the spread. We have to be regularly washing our hands, which you need a constant supply of water for that. It's just another reminder of how lucky we really are. And yeah, how we just take it for granted to turn the tap on in the bathroom and, and wash our hands. We don't even give it a second thought. Exactly, exactly. And I think growing up in Zimbabwe for myself has made me appreciate a lot of things. I still am in awe when I go into a supermarket. Uh, really? When there's so many things on a shelf. And yeah. Because in Zimbabwe growing up, uh, there was just a few, there was two toothpaste that you could choose from, one shampoo. Um, yeah. Oh my god! In little things like that. So when do you go back often, or uh, when was the last time you were in Zimbabwe? I haven't been there since 2017. It's the longest I haven't oh, been. Oh, that's back still, yeah. That, I thought you were going to say longer. Zimbabwe. Okay. No, three Aww. years. Uh, I've got family there. I've got friends there. Um, that's a good thing. We've got the internet and yes, social media, goodness, and we can keep in touch that way. Um, but I. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to to go back. And safari. Safari is a must. If there's oh, something yes. that I can advise you to do in life is at least once is go on a safari. Oh, that has been on that, the top of my list. I, I My favorite Disney movie growing up was Lion King, and I've always wanted yeah. to go on a safari. Um, yeah, when I think of Zimbabwe, I think, you know, national parks and safaris and, yes. and that diverse wildlife and the landscapes. Have you done all those touristy things then? So you've done safaris and... I've done. I've done <laughs> a lot of those things and the beautiful sunsets, the savannas out wow. in the bush. Victoria Falls. Yeah, one of the seven natural wonders of the world. Wow. Beautiful. It's bigger than Niagara Falls. It's wider, right? It just keeps going wide and wide and wide. It's a really yeah, wide. Yeah, it's longer. Yes. Yeah. Incredible. And much uh, higher. Wow. 
Oh, yeah. Amazing. And definitely a must. And so far, just even a couple of days to go out into the wildlife and be one with nature and not have a cell phone, be away from technology. Um, it just kind of like reminds us how small we are. And, yeah, exactly. And to see yeah. those animals in the wild where they belong and for you to be a visitor um, and, you know, that's not where you belong and you're, you're seeing them in their natural habitat. That's That just must be so such an incredible experience i can't even imagine it's i, I definitely will as you can see i've got a lot of to do's <laughs> oh we all do but that, that's a good way of just relaxing and clearing your mind let me know when you decide to go i'll tell you <laughs> oh, okay i will i will to see. <laughs> <laughs> okay so you grew up in zimbabwe you went to greece and then london south africa and then you finally decided to settle in greece you met your husband and then you went to Saudi Arabia for a while together for his job. So why Canada? What what brought you? And our daughter and our daughter was born oh, in Saudi okay, Arabia. Okay, yeah. Too. Can't forget her. Yeah. So she was born in Saudi Arabia. Wow. Okay. What passport does she have? She must have all of the passports. No, you can't get a Saudi passport. You're an expat. So mm-hmm. you can never become a citizen. You're just uh, you're a temporary resident of Saudi, so you can never get their nationality. Mm, okay. um, but just on her birth certificate, it's written in Arabic and the year she was born. Oh, um, cool. So she was uh, about four or five years old when we left Saudi. Oh, wow. So does she remember Saudi Arabia much? or Very little bit, yeah. She'd love to go back one day just to see where she was born and where we used to live. Amazing. So, so why Canada then? You moved here in 2017. So uh, what made you choose choose Canada? Um, things were tough in Zimbabwe, not easy, very expensive, and yet there's a lot of poverty. We were lucky, privileged, lucky. My mom's home was there. We had a house and our daughter could go to a private school. But um, it wasn't easy, and and not for my husband either. It's a lot of corruption, Mm. a lot of corruption in Zimbabwe, with the police, with, with everything. And um, in the meantime, before we moved to Zimbabwe, we had actually the Greek community here through Winnipeg or through the financial crisis, they started a program to help Greek people in Greece to put applications through here into Canada. And so that's how it started off. So we went to, we were in Winnipeg. It's freezing in Winnipeg too. You really chose the coldest, well, maybe not the coldest, but one of the coldest places in Canada. <laughs> must have been a shock. Okay, we were there the first time in 2013, December. Oh, God. And it was the time when, I think, I don't know, Niagara Falls had frozen up. It was one of the cold winters the last few years. I was in Winnipeg with minus 30 with the wind chill. Oh, my God. I... Didn't know what hit me. Um, <laughs> and I even went to the zoo. Oh, my gosh. I landed up going to see the zoo there because I wanted to see a polar bear. On a day when it was minus 20-something, we thought it was a good day. And we were the only people at the zoo besides <laughs> the zookeepers that feed the animals. And even the polar bear was closed up and didn't want to come out. To no. see so, and they have sand on the roads because it gets so cold that the salt isn't isn't good enough yeah it was quite an experience winning thing cold cold yeah (laughs) so you decided Toronto made more sense yeah it did did for my husband for work um it did and that's how we landed up uh, being in Toronto Mm -hmm. 
Mm. And um, I struggled the first year. Um, I'm used to having friends and people and socializing and doing stuff. And it was a bit of a culture shock here with everything. And, and yes, people were very friendly that I would meet and that. But, and I can understand it now. Three years later, people are busy. Um, there's a lot of newcomers that come into this country. Mm. But there's a lot of help here in Canada. There's a lot of help with uh, the government help. With, there's a lot of information, whether it's on the internet or if you go to the social service, uh, to the... Service Ontario. <laughs> that's it, yes. <laughs> service Canada. Yes, they, they are very helpful and there's so much information. There's so much information for everybody that comes in and in so many languages. And it's hard not to find your way around. Yeah, it's more just like the personal struggles. Like you said, you initially struggled with even just being so far away from, from family and friends. I guess that was the furthest you'd ever been. And kind of having nobody, you had no network. And that's probably the biggest struggle for everyone that comes here, I, I think. Yeah, that was very very difficult, very challenging. It was the first time in my life, and I moved to a few countries, and that was the first time in my life that I ever felt that isolation. Wow. And I really understood what family, extended family and friends, really how important they are. Yeah. Isn't that funny? You never realize what you have until it's gone. It's such a cliche phrase, but it's so true. But it's so true. It's so true. Um, but one thing that helped me a lot was um, just getting out there, mm. just walking Toronto, walking in neighborhoods, getting lost in neighborhoods, um, just experiencing it all. And just slowly, slowly, it just kind of like grew on me. And I liked seeing the different colors or different things that were happening all over and different nationalities and everywhere I'd walk I'd hear different languages and very cosmopolitan mm -hmm. and I like that and I like the fact that there's theatres and there's some beautiful theatres that happen and every community has got its own thing as well that goes on yeah so, little local events and yeah there's a real community feel for sure yeah there's strong communities here i see it with the greek community as well the greek and the separate community yeah, like we do greek school we we have my daughter greek school every week um just to hold on to that and her greek dancing of course no there's none of that because of covid but um they would have social events and that just to keep that little of our of our roots yes. I think is very important we're at the same time trying to adapt to new things here trying to find that balance because um, my daughter now is growing up Canadian and if this is where she wants to live I'm very happy with that or whatever choice whatever she decides to do but I wanted to know her roots where she comes from and the history of her roots and I like it that 
other I hear from other people as well they hold on to their language and that because it's sad to lose your language well exactly that's what I was about to say that would be such a shame if she could have learned Greek from you know her Greek speaking parents and and that and that was wasted and she I mean I would be livid with my parents if they had a second language and I and they yeah. didn't teach me it would be such a missed missed opportunity yeah exactly exactly because I've also grown up in Zimbabwe so it wasn't just a Greek growing up culture so I'm used to sort of both because I had both it was I think well balanced so we try and give her those opportunities here um in summers usually we go to Greece there's direct flights from Toronto so that's great so we try because all our families in Greece in summer Mm -hmm. and here we're also trying to adapt to the Canadian side too. I mean, there's things like Halloween. We never had Halloween. <laughs> really? We saw Zimbabwe. Wow. And I love it. <laughs> uh, I like Halloween. I love it very much. I've taken the carving quite seriously um, and loving it and putting my pumpkins outside and going on Halloween night out. I'm there 100% full force. I was very upset this year that they cancelled Halloween because of COVID. <laughs> what did you first think about it when you when you were introduced to Halloween? You you must have thought, what is this? What was you? What did you? I'd heard about it. I knew sort of about. It. I knew it. I knew about Halloween from Americans and Canadians that lived in Saudi Arabia mm, and movies and stuff, I guess. But I'd never experienced it or Thanksgiving and things like that. You're just way more involved than everyone else now, just because it's so new. You're like, I'm dressing up, I'm doing all the things, because this is new and exciting. I love it. I love it. I get the pumpkins, two, three of them, and I make, I do big jobs. Wow. And With all the little tools, you take it really seriously. Yeah. People are so good at yeah. those. <laughs> yeah, I just love it. I love anything arty and stuff like that as well. So I have fun with Halloween. I don't know if I have if my daughter, if I have more fun with my than my daughter, I think she just gets more excited about the sweets. I get yeah. more excited about dressing up and just getting out there and just saying hi to everybody and just yeah, it is a great everyone's. a great uh, holiday for sure. Going around house to house, not in normal times, and um, yeah, you see the neighbors and yeah, I do love it too, and I love being spooky. It's weird here that so in England, Halloween is scary, right? So when you dress up for <laughs> Halloween, it has to be something scary. So when I came to Canada, it was like oh, I'm going to be Popeye. I'm going to be, you know, Minnie Mouse. And I'm like, that's not Halloween. Like, I'm so confused by that here. So even even between countries that do do Halloween, it's different. So. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. I dress scary every time. Yeah, see, yes. You're my kind of people. I like yeah. that. Yeah, Halloween yeah, should be I, scary. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do the scary bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I look non-scary normal. <laughs> so that's my one time. Exactly. Yeah, I can look really terrified. I know. I had some friends spooky. that were like, it was a couple costume and she was a fried egg and he was a strip of bacon and I'm like <laughs> looking at them like that's funny and I appreciate it but it's like it's Halloween you know, like unless you have you know high cholesterol or something that's really not scary <laughs> exactly and the thing is in Greece we have carnival mm, they, they so call cool. the Pocrius, which is in February it's usually about 40 days uh, or so before Easter before Easter Lent fasting begins um so it's we have carnival time there, which is that's when you dress up fun and I wouldn't dress as a, a ghost there <laughs> no. kind of thing so much. You know, I'll dress up more fun and with music and you go dancing. So that's 
Yeah, but I've, yeah, I mean, I enjoy Halloween and I love Christmas in Canada. Mm. I love the lights. Well, you get the white Christmas, don't you? Here, I, yeah, I would barely even get that in England. So yeah. a snowy Christmas is definitely special. I love the Christmas. Yeah, I love how there's some people that just go so out of their way to decorate them. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it's very, you know, a North American thing with these holidays, right? They they really go all out and decorate their houses. And even in, you know, autumn, in fall, they'll have like a fall yes. decoration for their house where they have, you know, the leaves, the different fall coloured leaves making a wreath. And then they'll have, you know, the little pumpkins. And so I, I don't think that really happens in England. There's not like seasonal decoration for your house. But I love it. So well, cool. I've got into that too. I've even bought myself a wreath for autumn now. I've yes. got my Christmas. <laughs> I love autumn here. Mm. I love autumn in Canada so much. That was an unexpected think... surprise for me as well. I yeah. didn't even know that was a thing. So yeah, the colours here, it's just, I've never seen it like that before. And it's like, you cannot get enough. It's like, I just, yeah, you just want to go everywhere and just take in all those colours and it's... Yeah, and the size of the leaves, like you pick up a maple leaf and it's bright red and it's bigger yeah. than your hand and it's so cool. Yeah. Very pretty. It's very, very I'll have pretty. to follow yeah. your Instagram. You've got a new Instagram where you post photos of your fall colours and, and all the things on your travels in Canada. So yes. we'll have to put that in the show notes. And I've got many more, many more to add on, okay. which I haven't done yet. But many more will get up there. And I'm doing a photography course at the moment. So. Oh, so they'll be good. They'll be good stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so has Canada lived up to everything you thought it would? Obviously, you've had some surprises and things that are pleasant surprises and you've struggled. And looking back on the last three years and, and what your life is like now in Toronto or, you know, just outside the city, uh, what what are your thoughts now? Are you settled? If that's even uh, yes. a, if, if that's even a destination, I don't believe it is. There's no real destination of being settled, but no, it's enjoying the journey. I think yes, uh, there's no destination, like you say. It's just to enjoy the journey uh, and make the most of it. And I've just, it's never greener on the other side. No, there's pros and cons in every country. The hard bit is is to try and not compare. Mm. to the country you've left behind that's difficult that's never going to be a winning situation is no. it if you start doing that no. yeah because that just holds you and keeps you in a hole in a dark hole and won't motivate you and um to get out there and uh, appreciate what and where you are and what you've got it's a beautiful country Canada, and uh there's so much help i think that it's uh, for newcomers here from doesn't matter where they come from. There's a lot of advice here and help and they're very willing to help you. And, and on the internet as well, it's all on there. Mm-hmm. And they, I will, I say Canada just does everything that they can to make it welcoming for foreigners coming in here. They really do. Yeah. And that is amazing because you don't really see it in other countries so much. Um, so I can say after three years, I love it very much now. The first year. Mm-mm. Yeah, you've got to give it a chance. I feel like that first year is always going to take a while and uh, you're going to start having regrets and panic and thinking all of the reg- all of those things. But yeah, you've got to give it a chance. And yeah, you're so optimistic and positive And I just, oh, I love talking to you. You're so... Yeah. 
The first year I wasn't so optimistic. <laughs> I am an optimistic person generally. That first year I kind of like lost my optimism somewhere. Mm. I kept wondering why I'm here. Why are we living in this country? We don't know anybody. Yes, it's got all the plus, plus, plus um, reasons for us being here. Um, but I had to, you have to give at least two years. Mm. You have to give yourself two years without forcing yourself to like anything or forcing yourself to, okay, I don't have a house. I haven't bought a house yet. I haven't bought a car or haven't, you know. Uh, it's got to be one step at a time, I think. And um, just to get out there and explore and knowing that things change, like the seasons in Canada change. And it's and it's beautiful. And you'll find that like winter, everybody's more withdrawn and within their homes and keeping warm. Spring comes, it's like suddenly everything's just come out of the woodworks mm -hmm. kind of thing. Things have just sprouted from everywhere. Suddenly people are out. Um, everybody's out and the moods are better and uh, people feel more alive and the, the flowers even get so excited that they just start sprouting so quickly here. Yeah, they, they grow so <laughs> yeah, quickly. Yeah, it's almost like overnight. Colors. Yeah, because I live on the lake and it's. I remember last winter we went away for a weekend and then we came home and it was like suddenly the entire lake was water again overnight. We were like, what? How? What? <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah. And it's so true. If you come to Canada in the winter season, do not base your experience solely on, on, on that because you're so right. The seasons are so drastically different for the entire, the entire experience, like your life, your daily life, your relationships with people. I don't see my friends, you know, half as much as I do in the summer for example like we yeah. all just kind of squirrel away and keep ourselves warm and it's it's very unique here how yeah the winter is is a lot lot different and vitamin d is key <laughs> because yeah you can really start to feel the effects of it and um yeah so absolutely try and find the positives yeah, we, we the hibernate Canada's got a lot of bears so we hibernate like the bears in winter yeah. and stay warm although it it is very pretty in winter when it snows and to get out there and see it and go to the countryside. So, um, yeah, it's very sure. pretty. There's a lot to winter. do. It's better than just a miserable grey English winter where it's kind of, you can't really do anything. Here, at least you have, you know, snow activities and things to do and you try and embrace it. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. This has been incredible. I feel just so happy and positive about everything. You're such a great light. <laughs> oh, thank you, Katie. I hope it was all okay. I hope I've answered the questions. And uh... For sure. I think, yeah, especially if someone's new and um, it's just that whole mindset of really throwing yourself into it and just trying everything. You know, you said you, you've thrown yourself into the country's traditions and you've adapted and, and tried out new things. And that's that's the perfect mindset to to really I mean what else can you do other than just start like you said looking in the into the past and and starting to regret and digging yourself into that hole so it's been really cool really great it was great chatting to you yeah so I'll have to um what do you know the handle of your Instagram for people to check out if they wanted to look at your photos so it's at 
my can photo f-o-t-o okay my can photo with an f yeah okay perfect and then there's a greek one and then there's other ones we'll put them all in the show notes so people can check out your photography yeah the greek one and the zimbabwe south african one oh i'm going i'm all about the zimbabwe (laughs) thank you so so much for listening As always, it would mean the world to us if you could leave us a quick review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from. And then if you're loving the show so far, recommend us to your friends. Spread word and help us grow this exciting community. Until next week. Bye.